Okay, hi y'all, happy Monday. I wanted to hop on here as I always do and give a little bit of a preface before y'all jump into this podcast episode. So today's episode is in the fluffy category. Y'all know that this is a category that I love, but also y'all, I just finished editing this episode and I was feeling like ultra convicted. I felt so convicted that I thought, I'm just not gonna post it, I'll just delete it. And I, number one, know that that's an option. I always could do that and it's no big deal. Nothing I'm saying is like so groundbreaking or revolutionary that I've got to get it out. But for this one particularly, it's just really, uh, I just kind of feel like, so I know the data. I know that most of you that are listening to this are women and women struggle with how they look and I'm sure I'm not the only one and you might listen to this episode and think holy crap this girl is the most shallow person I've ever met and so number one like no biggie you don't have to listen to the episode let me be the first to say that but number two and probably the most important thing is it is important for you to remember that what grounds you like the lord family those things are important and the way that you attack life and the way that you are maybe a mom or that you're a friend or a sister or all the things that make you you, that's the most beautiful part. And I know for a absolute fact that there's been times in my life when I've felt like really good about my outward appearance and really bad about my internal appearance. And and I know that that's gonna be something that ebbs and flows over the rest of my life. And so number one, grounding yourself in who you are, that's something that is important and something that will carry on uh, <laughs> when you pass away and none of this outward appearance does. So that being said, didn't mean to go too deep here, but it's just, I felt really convicted, that's all. Um, Okay, the other thing that I just, you know, (laughs) failed to do is I talked about how I'd like to introduce having a big question for each episode. So I just kind of (laughs) forgot. So I'm here to do it now real quick. So today, the big question is, what is something unnecessarily that you worry about? So for me, something unnecessarily that I worry about is having something in my teeth. Like I worry about it. Like I know, especially pre-masks, If I was sitting at a business lunch or something, I was constantly checking my teeth, probably like, like I said, an unnecessary amount. So um, like, I just feel like I have big teeth and there's something that like you first see when you look at my face, I feel like they don't necessarily fit my face. And so my mom always said the best thing you can do if someone has something in their teeth and if you were close to them, like proximity wise, is you just kind of lean over like you're almost gonna tell a secret and you just mention very quietly, you have something in your teeth. And it's just as simple as that. But I do not like it when people yell across the room like, oh, you have something in your teeth. It's like super embarrassing and we should do our best to not embarrass other people. So draw as least amount of attention to it as possible, if that makes sense. I don't know if that's your uh, unnecessary fear or worry. So let me list some things that just popped into my mind of unnecessary things that people worry about. How you look today. If someone heard you toot, (laughs) if you had that second cookie, what people think of your parenting, 
that you forgot someone's name and now you have to ask them again and now they hate you. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> asking a dumb question. This is something that my dad has instilled in me that like asking questions are the most important thing. Do not be worried if it's a little bit of a dumb question. It's okay. I think there's more dumb people answering questions than there are dumb people asking questions. That being said. Okay, other things that you forgot to text someone back. Big one for me, sorry y'all, but vice versa. You text someone and they don't text you back. Don't worry about it. Driving by a cop or walking through a metal detector. That This is one that's silly. I feel like whenever I'm driving by a cop or walking through a metal detector, I'm like, they're gonna catch me. And it's like, I've done nothing wrong. Why am I so worried? And uh, okay, so being the most fancy or being the most underdressed person in the room, this is something I've worried about in the past. It's just not that big of a deal, y'all. Like you do you. And I think a big one, especially in this day and age of social media is you really shouldn't worry about how many likes you get on your Instagram picture. Like post it for you, post it for your like archive of things you wanna look back on. If a lot of people like it, cool. If people don't press the like button, that doesn't mean they don't like it. That's one thing you need to remember. So anyway, those are my big questions and big thoughts, but let's jump into today's episode talking about tanning. I hope you enjoy it and just know my heart, y'all. At the end of the day, how you look is not indicative of who you are. And so just know that your heart is the thing that you should be focusing on every day. So fill your heart with the right things. All right, jumping in. Okay, so... You know, there's the saying, you can barely call it a saying, but where it's say, oh, you have a love-hate relationship with that, or I'm trying to think of something I actually have a love-hate relationship with. Maybe it's moving, <laughs> but when it comes to tanning, I think I have a love-love relationship with it. And so growing up, it wasn't like it was hard for me to tan, you could say. And for many, many, many years, I was a lifeguard. And I remember one of the things that was like a prerequisite for what I was going to do for my high school job. And it was like, how can I be outside? So like I thought about being a nanny or like babysitting and taking the kids to the pool. But but you know, it's funny, I'm sitting here with two kids, but definitely in high school, I wasn't that girl that babysat. And so I knew, okay, I can't babysit, but what should be my summer job? And so when it came time to make the decision... Someone mentioned lifeguarding, and I think it was my older brother, Jake, because ultimately Jake and I went through lifeguarding classes together. Quick funny story is, so when I was going through lifeguarding classes when I was like 15-ish, gosh, what would that make him? Maybe like 19? I think Jake's five, six, seven, eight, whatever. He was in college. So Jake and I took our lifeguarding classes together, which was really fun and something unique that, you know, I never got to take the class with a brother before. And honestly, I can't even remember like where we took the class. I do know, I think it had to be the YMCA. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the YMCA. So Jake and I, uh, you know, not to comment on myself, but at least I can comment on him that at that time, he was a ginormous human. He still is a like appropriately big person and he's really not and in fact one of the things I always like poke his buttons and I'm like Jake I'm taller than you when I'm really not but it's just such low-hanging fruit it makes him frustrated every time I say it but at that time in Jake's life before he got into running and cardio and all the things but definitely was a big worker outer big weight lifter he was a huge person like I think the stats was that Jake could bench like over 500 pounds so that being said him compared to my little 15 year old self we just weren't exactly apples and apples, you know what I mean? And so one of the things that you do in 
lifeguard training or you know lifeguard certification is that you have to like fake save you know someone else in the class and I think there was like different types of saves that we had to do like someone you know flailing and floating and then another version would be like someone underwater and so when it came time to do the underwater save Jake blew out all the air in his lungs he was laying on the very bottom of the probably was just like 10 feet so like not horrible but not like shallow so I have to like get all the way down to the bottom and I hook my arms underneath the back of him and I'm starting to kick up and he is literally dead weight pulling me down and so when I got to the surface I'm pretty sure the lifeguard instructor was like you good do you need me to save you girly (laughs) And I was so mad. I think I like slung him over the lane line, you know, that when people are, you know, swimming laps. And I was like, Jacob, gah. But anyway, so Jake and I finally did get our certifications together. We had to do, you know, the Red Cross classes for the CPR and all the things. And one of the things that I can still and need to bring up and hold over his head is I actually am a lifeguard because you know, you can take classes on something like like being a golfer. You could watch 100 videos, you could train, but until you actually go play a round of golf, you're not a golfer. And so in this instance, I'm a lifeguard because I went through the certification classes and then I ultimately got paid to do it. Jake went through all the certification classes and he was never ever employed. So therefore, because he never actually actively sat and watched the pool, Therefore, I'm a lifeguard. He's not. I need to remember to bring that up at, you know, family Christmas. (laughs) So that brings us to today's topic, tanning. Um, I've always loved being tan, but as I've gotten older, and you know, if you've listened to the skincare episode, then you know that one of the things I definitely do every day now is I wear SPF, and it's something that's just incorporated into my makeup, and, and I just try my best to keep sun off my face and Honestly, I don't think I'm going to be able to reverse the years and years and years of damage that I've had on my skin, but at least I'm not going to make it worse, I guess. And so, like I said, I have a love-love relationship with tanning. I love it. And so I definitely not just um, tan, but I sunless tan, and that's something that I can do year-round and that I can feel good about because it's not hurting my skin. And I actually, when I just recently went to the dermatologist, they asked me, you know, be honest, like, what's your situation with tanning? And I was trying to be, like, so honest, but they're like, oh, so all you're saying is that you just do a lot of sunless tanning? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, okay, you know, that that doesn't hurt your skin at all. (laughs) So anyway, I can feel okay about the incredible amount of sunless tanning and faux tanning that I do, you know, all the time. Let me be clear that when I was younger, I was doing the lifeguarding, and in the winter when I was lifeguarding at the YMCA, therefore I was lifeguarding inside, and therefore I was not getting any sun, I was therefore going to the tanning bed a lot. And so this is not going to be an episode talking about tanning beds because they are bad, y'all. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I'm definitely here to say that I know that I feel more confident when I feel tan, and so... I mean, like I said, I'm ready to take on the world if I got my spray tan, my nails done, all the things. And just to be clear, I'm trying to think. I don't even know if I've even like, have I? Yes, I have put a picture on the Instagram or if you've seen the blog, you've seen a picture of me. But I have kind of light to medium skin and I faux tan all year round. And so I remember even meeting friends in New Hampshire 
and them saying, oh gosh, well, you have such olivey skin. And really at the base of it, I bet I do have those type of like tones in my skin. My dad is very olive skinned and he tans very easily, but I have actually very light skin. So when I faux tan, it makes me of course look tanner and I have been doing it for so long that I think I've perfected a couple different ways to make it look as natural as possible. And if it's anything to say, I like I said, I have friends who have met me and did not know that my natural skin color was so, so light. But let me just make sure it's very, very clear that y'all wear sunscreen every day. Like even for me, I am not prone to burn, but still wear your sunscreen every day. Um, and I will tag on the show notes the type of like skin tint... Uh, sunscreen that I use. For y'all that know me know that I am a Hailey Bieber fan and she uses this and so therefore I was gosh just low-hanging fruit easily influenced by her. Probably right or wrong but anyway this was I think it's called Elta Elta E-L-T-A M-D but it's a beautiful base for your makeup. Um, I, I think it's very moisturizing to my skin but also believe it's like 40 SPF and so That's what I use every day, Um, and again, for those of you that know me, know that I actually put on makeup every day. It's one of my quirks, if you want to call it that. Like, I mean, truly, obviously, Ellie and Kate, they don't care, obviously, (laughs) but I love it, and it makes me feel, like, awake. I think it's back from my days of way, way, way before pandemic and people working at home. I worked at home. Um, I worked for seven, almost eight years, and let's see, almost three of those years were exclusively from home. They were traveling, but there was a lot of time when I spent at home. And this was even, again, before like Zoom calls were like the biggest deal ever and everyone did Zoom calls. Like I was just on the phone a lot and I still put on makeup because, you know, I think at the end of the day, it it goes back to like how, you know, women dress for other women. Like I don't put on makeup so that Christopher thinks I'm beautiful. Like he he's a sweet man and he tells me that I'm beautiful. I put it on because I just feel good about myself. And um, so anyway, I don't know why I'm going down this path so hard. I mean, who really cares? But that being said, this is an episode about tanning. So these are all the things that I do and I'm fluffy and whatever. Okay. Let me jump into it because I just feel like I'm rambling at this point. So when I was, let me, let me talk about like the beginning of tanning for me. So I talked a little bit about high school and that type of thing, but actually I remember when I was in middle school, I would just sneak into my mom's room and my mom was a big Jergens natural glow gal. And if y'all have ever been around someone that wears Jergens natural glow, like I'm not trying to put everyone like on blast that uses it, but it has such a unique smell. Like today, if I opened it up, if I did like a blind smell test between Jergens natural glow and like a bunch of other things, I would know it easy peasy. It is it's not that it's bad, it's just so unique. And but I mean it's not good. So anyway, I would sneak into my mom's room. I would put that Jurgen's natural glow all over me. I remember putting the I think specifically it had it for like legs and I would put that on my face, y'all. I'm sure I could find a picture, but maybe I deleted them. But I just loved that like golden golden glow and obviously that translated into what I talked about with high school and then moving into college um, I was still going to the tanning bed in college and so now as I've gotten older and just so cliche but 30 years old I'm like okay I'm gonna start taking care of my skin for real and so the couple things that I do tanning wise is I use mousse so like tanning mousse 
Uh, I use the drops, which I did talk about um, on a previous episode. And then I also uh, go to like a tanning salon and get spray tans. And I know for anybody that knows, it's like so spray tan salons or that type of thing. You either have big box like Suntan City, that type of thing where you go into a booth and it sprays sprays you and it's automatic or whatever meaning there's no other person there but you also do have like the more high-end studios or like salons or like spas that have a lady that go down to your skivvies or whatever you're comfortable in and they spray you and I have never actually done that version of tanning I've done um like I said, the suntan city, like boost, like the Norvell or what <laughs> I feel like, you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're like, you're just saying all these words, but yeah. So those are the couple of different things I do. So I'm going to talk through those three different avenues that I use to tan and I'll make it as brief and kind of like educational as possible. So let me start with tanning mousse. I use two different brands. I use loving tan and I use St. Tropez. And with these, um, you have to use a mitt. So it's like this little, think about an oven mitt, but with no thumb hole. It's like literally a mitt. It makes me think of like, I feel like little baby kids wear these type of mitts. So think about your like little babies that still have the sharp nails. They wear those little mitts. It looks exactly like that, but it's usually like a microfiber type material. And so that is something that I use all over my body, including my face. And then, okay. And then I talked about drops. So let me first just put myself on blast to say that I did tag and I do always tag any product that I talk about in the show notes in the blog. And in the skincare episode, I talked about and tagged these tanning drops that I use. And one of my best friends, Tannis, she went on the blog and she clicked the link because she was like, oh, I want to try that. And y'all, I just messed up. I don't know what happened. I linked the same brand, but spray, tanning spray. It's like, it's tanning water spray. I really don't know how to explain it, but that's what it is. And so T was like, okay, well, I'll just, I trust this is what she said. So she got it and she ends up, you know, using it the same way. But it makes me laugh because Tannis is from my like soccer years. I've known her since sixth grade. She was my soccer best friend and <laughs> and so therefore, Tanis and I are both pretty competitive and we always kind of, gosh, does she even give it back to me as hard? I don't know. Maybe I'm just the mean one, but I'm always like poking at Tanis and I don't know why. We just have that relationship. And uh, so when Tanis was like, well, you know, you tagged the spray, even though you talked about the drops in your episode. And I was like, no, T, it's okay. You just, you got it wrong. You know, I, I tagged and I talked about the drops with these tanning drops. And and she said, no, I mean, you tagged the spray, but it's okay. And, and I was literally like, he said, she said, like back and forth. And she's like, fine, I'll just look on your own blog and show you. Sure enough, y'all, I tagged the spray. So sorry, T, I will tag appropriately in these show notes and blog the drops. But so talking about the drops, I use the brand Isle of Paradise. Um, my sister-in-law Lily uses dark. I use medium. Her and I probably tan the same amount. So she might actually use a little less drops and I use medium. So maybe I use a little more drops, but ultimately what's cool about the drops is you mix it into your moisturizer. And so you can control how heavy you go. Um, my other best friend, Kaylin, she is a naturally very, like she tans very easily and she actually uses light and she just talked about that like oh you just like add more drops in so of course you can use it any way you want but what's nice is you use these drops and you use it in your favorite moisturizer 
Well, so, and one thing I was just thinking about with the drops is that, uh, and Kaylin and I were just talking about this, that like you have to be so careful with the drops. They are extremely staining um, if you don't wash them off. And so if you think about it, what you're doing is you're doing a little like science experiment in your hand. So you put your lotion in your palm or the top of your hand and um, you mix in the drops like boop, 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 like two, three drops maybe, and then you swirl it around with your fingers. I would recommend not using the vial that the drops come in because it's going to get all crusty. But um, yeah, you mix it around and then you put that all over your face. Now you have to think about the fact that if you're putting it on your face and you have very dry skin, it's going to attach to whatever is on your face, if that makes sense. So patchiness is possible. And so for me, I make sure that my face is very moisturized before I put it on, which seems a little silly. I just feel like it's a better application. Also, I think about my friend Rach and I actually also use these drops. And we were talking one day about how careful you have to be around your eyebrows. Because when I use my moisturizer, I don't really care if it gets in my eyebrows. But with these tanning drops, if you you just wipe them through your face and you don't think about your eyebrows, they're going to accumulate more in your eyebrows. Does that make sense? So, um, but yeah, so the drops, they are super great and they are very gradual, which is a great option if you're like, you know, dibble dabbling into the tanning world. Um, I even think of my super light skinned friends that this would be a great way for them to like try it. And I've actually seen some like pretty sweet results after the first application. So, oh y'all, I'm like cringing at myself, but okay. Um, And then the third way that I talked about, so as a recap, I talked about the mousse, I've talked about the drops. And then the third way is going to um, a tanning salon. And like I said, you can obviously go to like a high-end one and have someone spray you. I've just never done that before. And if you're going to do that, I would suggest it's like calling the salon before and asking for any tips that they would have or just, you know, allowing yourself to feel as comfortable when you go do that. But for me, I've always had a great outcome with just the kind of you know, like big box franchised tanning salons. So one of the things that I've noticed is Versa, the Versa booth is probably its own like separate company because I've seen it at a couple different uh, tanning studios in different, you know, cities and stuff like that. Um, But the Norvell is actually my favorite. And I know the Norvell is in Suntan City for sure. And one of the things that I think about is if you are as big of a Dancing with the Stars, you know, the dancing show, if you're as big of a fan as I am, then you would know that the Dancing with the Stars people all use the Norvell. (laughs) So knowing that, I'm like, I got to use the Norvell. And I really do think it provides the best color. It's more like brown toned than orange toned, I'd say. But um, okay, so that's, those are the three kind of channels that I use to tan. But let me talk a little bit about spray tan tips, I would say, for like when you go in and and really I feel like these do apply to any way that you uh, tan but I think the big thing the big big thing that you need to do before is you need to shave and you need to exfoliate I feel like it goes without being said but I'd also say that for me I only wash my hair like two maybe three times a week And so I do my best um, to try to, the day that I'm going to get my spray tan, I fully wash my hair because you definitely need to leave some time with the tan on your skin before you're able to wash it off. So if you, you know, get tanned in the middle of the day and then you have a big event that night, you can't take a shower 
between getting tanned and then going to the event. So make sure that you fully wash your hair on your day that you're going to go get a spray tan. Okay, so uh, going back to the booth. So they will talk you through a couple things. They'll either ask if you want it to have color or clear, color or clear. And so um, I know it's like, well, duh, we want color, right? But for me, I will say I think that the clear goes on better. So the color means that you could get sprayed and walk out and it's going to be the color most likely that it will be. For clear, it's a more... um, it, it develops, if that makes sense. And so what I like about that is I have the option to wash it off at any time and, and I can kind of control like how dark I'd like to go. So they'll ask, you know, clear or color. And also they'll ask probably, I mean, it's different at different places, but a version of light, medium, dark, extra dark, or, you know, level one to five and that type of thing, obviously going light to dark. And I definitely think, um, as silly as it sounds, just like talk to the studio when you get there because they might be able to go, oh, well, this might show up this way on your skin or whatever. I also think this isn't at every studio, but they'll talk about the hydration. Um, So they might say, do you want to add hydration to it? I personally, if they ask you for that, I'm just like, especially if you're going to pay more for it, don't do it. Do not do it. If you've done all the right things before, like you've shaved, exfoliated, and you're moisturized, then you don't need to do that step. And I don't think it adds any length to the um, tan lasting, if that makes sense. Um, And then also some studios offer like double pass on the legs. And I personally love that. So I would always do a double pass on the legs. But one thing that is absolutely important is to use the barrier cream when you are getting sprayed. And so I think this is probably universal at every place. I don't know if they all call it barrier cream, but at the end of the day, you get what I'm saying when I say barrier cream is keeping the tan from tanning your skin. And so the barrier cream, a couple places that are super, super important to apply the barrier cream to is back of the heels, elbows, and very generously to your fingers, your nail beds. Um, and it, and I mean, I have had some tricky situations where I've applied it to the bottom of my feet because I've been nervous about the bottoms of my feet getting too tan, especially if you're like turning in the little booth. But it's just very dangerous that the bottom of your feet are super moisturized because you could slip and just be careful if you're going to do that. But one little tip that I've learned is there's always going to be an extra towel or something like that in the booth with you or you know in the room. And as soon as you get out, wipe where the where you put the barrier cream you know take that towel and wipe off your nails wipe off your hands wipe off your wrists wipe off your elbows wipe off the back of your um, heel because obviously that's taking the product off as quick as possible you still might have a little bit of that and I'm sitting here looking at my girls trip spray tan and I still have a little bit of unevenness um, kind of on my wrist bone so just think about the areas that typically don't get sun and Make sure you apply the barrier cream there. That's going to be where it looks the most unnatural. Oh, but so let me say that each booth is going to have a different like routine for how you turn. And so it it feels silly, but if it's your first time doing it, just ask the lady at the front. It's typically like a teenage girl and she doesn't really care, but ask her to show you the different moves. So if it's like pedestrian side right, pedestrian side left, backwards, make sure you do tabletop with your hands. I'm telling you all these things, obviously, if you've never done it before, you're going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. But just ask them when you get there. It's really, really important. 
Um, and then, you know, you go home, don't wash off your tan until the next morning. Might get a little bit on your sheets, but I've never had a problem with it like fully staining. So, and there you go, you know, and on my girl's trip, um, it got to, gosh, I think I had my tan on for two days and Kaylin was like, Anna, you need to take a shower and wash that off. And you might see when you get into the shower that there's a little bit of a brown cast coming off and that's just kind of the top layer of tan. But yeah, so it kind of, there you go. That's spray tanning in a tanning booth. Um, but when it comes to the mousse, it's it's kind of a similar idea. You know, make sure you're not putting mousse, you're wiping it on yourself. Just make sure you're not putting it in areas where you'd unnaturally tan. I just have to say that saying this all out loud, like it's very funny that when I collect my notes b- before an episode, I feel really good about it. I usually, you know, write a couple words to get my brain started and then I just go and I just talk and talk and talk but today very particularly and I've had other fluffy episodes I feel very like exposed if that makes sense so I um, think if you've gotten this far in the episode that you're someone who wants to tan so I just feel very silly saying this, but hopefully it helps you out. And I'm kind of excited that maybe in a future episode I can talk about dermaplaning. I've actually had some people reach out to me because I just casually dropped that in another episode. And they're like, can you talk a little more about that? Um, And so I definitely want to do what the people want. And so therefore, um, I do dermaplane often, you know, maybe twice a month or sometimes every week. And I just need to sit down and like think through the ways that I actually do it. Um, because it feels like a little more invasive than just like tanning with the tanning mitt. And so, okay, yeah, so so this is the tanning episode. And I am very interested if you end up doing anything I've said today, how your results are. <laughs> if you want to like private message me on Instagram and let me know or send me an email, I, there is an email, everymomneedsafriend at gmail.com. So feel free to send me a little note. And I hope you enjoyed this kind of fluffy episode about something that I am clearly very passionate about and do way too much, but is it okay? You do you, right, boo? (laughs) Okay, y'all have a wonderful day. Good to talk to you. (laughs) Okay, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode that's about something that is just not that big of a deal. Why did I create a whole episode about it? I don't know. Hopefully y'all really did like it. If you've gotten this far, hopefully you've learned something, but I just wanted to hop on real quick. Thank y'all for listening. And also to remind y'all that give us a follow every mom needs a friend on Instagram and also check out the blog and the show notes on every mom needs a friend.com. But hope y'all have the best day and can't wait to drop a new episode soon. Hope y'all have the best day and we'll chat later. Bye.